I've always gone to the games with the intentions of doing my best and wanting to place well. But after this year, like being that close to getting on the podium, it's kind of like I know that I can do it now. Like I want to do that. And so I've never felt like that going into a season that I was like that close and like, let's get on it this year. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I really want to do. Hello, and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. In this episode, I sit down with Brooke Wells, six-time CrossFit Games athlete. We had the chance to catch up in both of our new hometowns, Nashville, Tennessee, just after she came home from stage two of the 2020 CrossFit Games. A little background on Brooke before we get started. She was just 19 years old when she qualified to her first CrossFit Games in 2015, and she's competed at every game since, always placing inside the top 20. This year was her best finish yet, as she placed fifth in a stacked field of competitors. She's an incredibly well-rounded athlete with a background in track and gymnastics and a very natural gift for lifting heavy weights. In Brooke's second appearance on the podcast, we caught up just a week after stage two of the games, and we caught up on her 2020 game season, her plans for 2021, both of our recent moves to Nashville, Tennessee, and how we're settling in, as well as the legacy that she hopes to leave on CrossFit. Before we dive into the episode, we do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. We recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. Now let's get started with the episode. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. I'm so excited to be here with Brooke Wells. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yes. Both in Nashville. I know. And in person. This is so great. This is my (laughs) first in-person podcast in a very long time. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I was just thinking back today about when we first met, which was 2015. Yeah. I think it was getting ready for regionals. It was probably Mm -hmm. the first time we met in person. And you were 19 years old. Yeah. And you know, that was the start of your CrossFit Games career. And you've been there every year since then. Yeah. And it's incredible to watch. And it's so, it's just so exciting to see how you've grown as an athlete and as a a person. Um, But what are some, like when you like step back and think about that, like where you were six years ago and where you are now, what are some of the things that, that you're most proud of or that you feel like you've grown the most in? Yeah, it's crazy to think back that it's been like six years. I'm like, I remember you and Jen and China, we were all just like kind of great friends back then. Um, I don't know. I think it's like each year just qualifying for the games is just such an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. I'm super proud to have made it like six years consecutively without like any kind of injury or Mm -hmm. something like that. That's something that I'm like super proud of. But then I think that my like character is something huge that has developed over the years. Mm -hmm. And, um, just like even just going to the game six times takes so much dedication and Mm -hmm. discipline that um it's really just like um not only made me like a good athlete but like a good person where like I'm kind of one of those people it's like all or nothing like Mm -hmm. I try to give everything to like every part of my life not just cross it and Mm -hmm. it's just like you learn a lot of stuff through processes like that yeah yeah I feel the same way I always used to say that, you know, for anyone doing CrossFit, I think teaches you a lot about life. But when you're training for the games, it's like you're on the fast track because yeah. you're just doing it so much more and you're being pushed 
in more ways. And I feel like in a lot of ways, I sort of miss that part of it because I feel like it really, it really did during that time in my life, it pushed me so much more. And now I have to find kind of like other ways to push myself, but, but it really does help you grow really as a person. Yeah, it really does. I don't think people really like get that part of it. Cause mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like one of those, like we're kind of crazy. Anyone right. that is like training for the games has a little bit of crazy in them. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, looking at this past year, I mean, so much has happened in this past year. Um, you know, more than a year, I guess, since since 2019 games up until now. Yeah. Um, let's kind of talk through what it's been mm-hmm. like for you because there's been a lot of different changes and obstacles and for you, especially with moving and, and a lot of other things. Yeah. But Going into the season or maybe thinking about this time last year after the 2019 games, where was your head at and what was kind of your game plan going into this season? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, going into the 20, well, I guess I was going into the 2020 season, mm-hmm. um, which cra- is crazy to think that it started in October <laughs> of 2019. Um, but I mean, I just like each year, I just try to like improve of how I did last year. So I kind of mm-hmm. just went into the season with... Um, like just determined to do much better than I did the year before. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like the open happened in October and then all the Corona stuff started happening in like February and March. And so it was just like a really tough season to kind of like, you didn't have like that goal. Like when you're training for the games, you kind of like when things get hard and you're in the middle of a workout, you're like, okay, well I'm training right now this hard because of the games Mm -hmm. in August. Mm Mm-hmm. But that wasn't like a guarantee. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't in the picture at the time. So um, it is kind of like a cool thing. I think like I feel like I took for granted going to the games. I took for granted like getting to train for the games every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's times where like you get burnt out and it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of one thing that I really took away from Corona is just kind of like stepping back and realizing that that's something that I love to do. Like I don't do it because I have to do it. I do mm-hmm. it because I love to do it. And so, um, that's kind of, instead of having like the goal in mind of as the games, I just like trained like at home or like when the gym was like, when we were allowed to go to the mm-hmm. gym, I wasn't necessarily like thinking about the CrossFit games at the time. It was more of just like enjoying it and like enjoying the process instead of feeling like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's huge. And I think it, it definitely, it, Maybe in a different way, but but whenever something like that happens where it gets taken away from you, maybe it's you have an injury or something comes up unexpectedly, it does make you appreciate it more and yeah. and realize, like, why is it that I'm doing this? Like, what do I really love about it? And probably makes it, um, makes your drive that much stronger. Yeah, for sure. What was your plan? So you, you qualified through the Open in October, yeah. so you already kind of knew you had your qualification spot. Were you planning on doing any other sanctionals or did that? process get um switched around at all with coronavirus um yeah so thankfully i had qualified out of the open um and then i competed in wadapalooza Mm -hmm. and then um the only other one i really had planned on doing was rogue and thankfully we ended up being able to do that online but still again like that's just so So crazy i know it's so crazy to watch you guys (laughs) (laughs) i think like one of the weirdest part about rogue was that like everyone had to be silent Uh and so there was like no cheering and (laughs) it's just crazy how this season has gone with corona for sure right put so many more you know unexpected tests in front of you (laughs) the unknown and the unknowable to like the 20th degree yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so then 
you, so you did Rogue, which um, which was really cool to watch. Yeah. It was really cool the way, I think from a viewer's perspective too, the way that they had everybody's video up at the same time. Yeah. And you could kind of, it was almost like you were competing against each other, but you didn't know where the other people were. It's funny, like before, like just like me and my friends were joking, like, we're just waiting for something to go wrong. Like, how is this going to work where like all the Wi-Fi stays connected and like yeah. everyone's like, no one has any technical difficulties. And like, it turned out it like worked. perfectly. Yeah. We were so impressed. It was amazing to see it all yeah. come together. Um, So another thing that happened for you this year was deciding to move to Nashville. Yeah. Both okay. of us did, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was so cool to find out. Yeah. Um, But tell, talk a little bit about, that decision and how that came about. Yeah. So my sister lives, she lived in Memphis, Tennessee mm -hmm. and we have, Oh, that's funny. My husband's sister lives there too. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, actually I think I went to the gym that she went to okay, last weekend. Yes. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I'm like, yeah, oh, cause we were gym. talking to the coach, um, Justin <laughs> and he was like, Oh yeah, Sid used to work out here and blah, blah. And yeah. Like, oh, cool. She loves that place. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she lived in Memphis, Tennessee and like we had always brainstormed, like we wanted to move somewhere together mm -hmm. and, we had talked about going to like Denver and then it was like, it was actually like a lot of it had to do with Corona. So okay. when Corona hit, she came and stayed with me for like a little over a month. Mm -hmm. And when she left, we we're like, like, why don't we live together? This is so like mm -hmm. dumb. Like I didn't have any reason to live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And um, she had a job in Memphis, but there wasn't really anything keeping her there either. Mm -hmm. And so we decided on Nashville because it was just a little bit more realistic. She could like transfer her job, mm -hmm. um, still have the same job, but just a different manager. And mm -hmm. so we're like, okay, we decided to move to Nashville. And then I was planning to move like, um, the, like after the games in August. Okay. So the plan was I'll do the games in August, which I mean, we were like not for sure if they were going to happen right. or anything, but that was like, if they do happen in August, I'll move right afterwards and kind of like, get to like visit all the gyms mm -hmm. and figure out, I mean, that's super important. Like right. I, I didn't know where I was going to go right. to the gym. And so I actually like hadn't even like both of us hadn't even come to our um, house until we were moving in it. So we you had, already had like decided we, where you're going to live, but you hadn't seen it yet. Yes. Wow. We, ha we literally had our friend go and she FaceTimed <laughs> us, which I mean, it was, it was only a three hour drive for Sid, but she, yeah. we were kind of just a little rushed to do it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, first time we saw the house is when we were moving in, but we like it. So it's good. <laughs> That's good. It worked out. But, um, so I was going to move like in August. So we got our house in July. So once the games kept getting pushed back, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well maybe I should actually go as soon as possible. So I can try to figure out where I'm going to train mm -hmm. and stuff before mm -hmm. it's even like more crunch time. Yeah. So I moved here, um, mid July mm -hmm. and I had Sydney was like a guy named Will Morad. Do you know how that is? Like he lives here. And I was like, okay, yeah, I do know who that is. Like, thank goodness. There's like another athlete <laughs> Someone here. you can train with. Yeah. Yeah. So I just reached out to Will and I went to CrossFit Trivium one time and was like, okay, I don't think I need to go anywhere else. <laughs> so it ended up working out super smoothly, that's but amazing. it was definitely something that was scary. Yeah. That's a lot of stress. I mean, you always talk about especially in that kind of crunch time, not wanting to bring in any extra variables, but it sounds like it really worked out for the best for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. It's like the last time you want to add any stress, right. but here we are. <laughs> it all works out. Yeah. It all works out. And then you ended up, it seems like accumulating a great little group of training partners there. Yeah, it's crazy. I literally think that all of this kind of, we have Corona to thank for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so Alec moved here, Alec Smith and Street Horner moved mm -hmm. here within like a month of us living here. 
And I mean, really not any other reasons than like, it's just training is our life. Like Mm -hmm. if we can make this more fun for each other, then Mm -hmm. why don't we do that? Yeah. So it's been really fun to have like a little training crew, especially when the season was super long. Like I needed some fun to happen in the gym. Yes. And prior to this, were you training mostly by yourself or did you have other training partners? Um, Yeah. I had a friend named Taylor Beck. She trained with me a lot. It's like, she was amazing to be there for like company and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it it wasn't like, um, like the push that I get Mm -hmm. from the boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But sometimes just like the company is all you really need. It's so true. Yeah. Just even going from, I used to train by myself a lot when I was in Cleveland and then one year I had a training partner and it made all the difference. And it was actually a guy too, which I think for some reason it helps a lot. Yeah. Girl guy is like just, (laughs) it's way better. It's just not like, obviously you're competitive. It's just like a little bit friendlier because at the end of the day, you're like, I'm not actually competing with you. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. And you see that obviously with Matt and Tia being great training partners too and so many other people, but yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. So then talk us through stage. I mean, you had just recently, how many weeks before stage one had you moved here? It wasn't that long. Probably like a month. A month. Yeah. Okay. And so then all of a sudden now you're doing a competition in this new gym with this new community that you just sort of met. What was that like? Yeah. So it's actually crazy, like how welcomed I felt like immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, Normally I would like have to reach out to like the owner and Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm having this coming up. But the owner of the gym is so involved. He reached out to me. It was like, don't worry about a thing. I'll take care of everything. Like they kind of, they set it up like it was almost like the games. Like they kind of had corrals around for like the audience Mm -hmm. and they had lights, but we, I don't even know if we ended up using them. (laughs) I was like, okay, this is a little too much. (laughs) But um, stage one was really fun. It was all the workouts were just like, they were like pure CrossFit, just Mm -hmm. like, like how bad do you want to hurt kind yeah. of workouts? Like they were benchmark workouts. Mm-hmm. So I just like, I really loved stage one getting to do all like the girl workouts mm-hmm. and in a new gym that just like, they all made me feel like home and mm-hmm. um, like everyone was just so encouraging. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. What was it like? I guess now maybe that was your second time after Rogue being in more of that environment where you're literally just by yourself on the floor. I mean, I guess it's maybe yeah. similar to the open too, but yeah. how can you compare those different experiences, like how they feel versus being at like a regionals or a games event. Yeah. So it's super weird to be like, like sometimes I feel like the push of other athletes helps, Mm -hmm. but this was kind of like, how, like, how are you against yourself? Like Mm -hmm. you don't have someone next to you. Like you don't know how close you are to someone else. It's really just Mm -hmm. how good of an athlete are you? And like, how hard are you willing to hurt? Not knowing where anyone else is. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely weird not to see people beside you, but ultimately I, I just like, it was all about me, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I did like that. Um, just pushing as hard as I could push without worrying about anyone else. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, it was weird. <laughs> uh, and it like, you finish a workout and it's actually, it was cool that like, I was two hours behind, like knowing where I was, okay. like how it's like stacked up against people. Mm-hmm. I typically don't like leaderboard, but it was just kind of like nice to see like, like where, like where you are. Mm-hmm. And so you would get done be like, I think I did good, but I don't know <laughs> no anyone else's score. So that part was very similar to open, kind of yeah. like a waiting game to see how you did. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing like, okay, I feel like I gave it my all, but hopefully it's enough to set yeah, up against for sure. everybody else. And obviously it was, you did amazing yeah, in that first you. stage. Um, what, what did that feel like to know? Okay. 
at the very least, I'm going, I'm top five, which is my best finish ever at the games. Yeah. I remember like hearing that it was going to be the top five and like, that was a little devastating because you never really, I mean, you don't know how yeah. online competitions are going to go. Yeah. Um. So that was like pretty scary to think that only the top five out of all 30 of like the mm-hmm. fittest athletes on earth get to go. But it just made it that much sweeter when yeah. I did qualify. It was just, it was super exciting. And I'm like, okay, guys, we have another month of training. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> um, and I know obviously that last month. So you just also, I think so interesting how in a normal season, at least from what I was used to back in the day before all of this sanctional stuff started, you had just such clear peaks, right? Like yeah. you had the open, you had regionals, you had the games, you know exactly what to expect. But obviously now that's completely changed. Yeah. And especially this year even the games, you have these like two separate events that you have to be at your best for that are separated by a month. Yeah. So how did that affect your training? I mean, did you take any time off or how did you recover from first stage and then go into stage two? Yeah, that was another like, just like a hard piece of the puzzle is trying mm-hmm. to figure out like when you want to peak. Cause obviously like you would rather save it for stage two to peak, but mm-hmm. you kind of have to peak in stage one to make sure you get to right. stage two. <laughs> so thankfully, like I kind of just leave those parts to like my coach, uh-huh. but um, I would like normally probably take like a like, couple weeks off after mm-hmm. stage one because we went as hard as we could. Like it's almost like regionals. You yeah. take like a week off afterwards, but it was almost like a quick turnaround. Like we don't have yeah, much time, time before mm-hmm. stage two. So I think I probably took about like, I think I took Monday through Thursday off, got back to work mm-hmm. on Friday. Um, so that was definitely shorter than normal. And then for stage one, we were training a lot of stuff like inside the gym. Mm-hmm. We knew that there wasn't going to be like odd objects yeah. or hill running or stuff mm-hmm. like that. So like our focus was on things that we could do in the gym. Mm-hmm. So to change over to stage two it was like okay we took a like a little bit of time off from focusing on the things outside of the gym so training for stage two was a lot of things like Mm -hmm. hill running and Mm -hmm. doing things like swimming and biking and things that we didn't do for stage one so Mm -hmm. and like one month to do those things isn't really that much time time. to get ready for that yeah yeah did you find any cool places to do hill runs or trail runs or anything around here so we went to smith park okay um, i haven't been there yet. yeah it's just like <laughs> that's where a lot of our trail running was okay. done and then we found this like random little mountain bike um it was literally like a little mile loop and so the oh, boys cool. were like racing like it was taking them like three minutes and they would just like race each other and i'm like okay well i'm just gonna like take my time make sure i don't get hurt yeah. <laughs> that's key too in that last month right like yeah. making sure you stay healthy what is your um what does your like daily routine look like especially during that crunch time like that last month when you're really focused on fine-tuning yeah so normally i would have like two to three sessions mm-hmm. um and I always go to the gym at nine o'clock and then, okay, my, my gym sessions are like nine to 1130 mm-hmm. and then like one thirty to four o'clock. Mm-hmm. But then like if I had an additional session, I would sometimes like go at 1130 and then just cut like my lunch a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So um, we work around the class a lot. Like that's why, like they have lunchtime classes. So Got that's it. why, but um, yeah, it's, it's been a great schedule just to kind of like sleep in as much as you can mm-hmm. because sleep is super important, so important. to recover yeah. and then I do like to try to finish like before five um just so I can start like winding down again mm-hmm. just to get ready for bed mm-hmm. yeah I think that 
makes a huge difference. I think even for myself now, just working out just for fitness and for fun. Like if I work out too late at night, I either I'm not going to want to do it yeah, <laughs> or um, like it, there's just something about like getting it done early in the day yeah. and like feeling like you've got, you know, you've, you've got it accomplished. Yeah. Um, and do you have any other like, like routines that you do in the morning or like how do you fit in your meals or recovery pieces or things like that? Yeah. So in the morning I, um, I read the daily stoic when I wake nice. up, kind of have coffee and then I do a devotional. And then, um, after that, I just kind of get ready for the day, go mm-hmm. to the gym while I eat breakfast too. But. <laughs> Is there a devotional that you really like or one that you read? Yeah. It's called new morning mercies. Oh, I think I have that. Okay. It's Someone really sent good. it to me. Actually, I think I talked about it on the podcast with Fee, mm-hmm. um, who went to the games last year. Yeah. And I, then one showed up at my house one day. So I think <laughs> it must've been from her, but I haven't ever It's actually out. funny. I did a podcast like a year ago uh-huh. and, um, they sent me that as a oh, gift interesting. and I've been reading it every single morning since. And it's so yeah, I good. Love it. I love it. That's yeah. Great. So, um, just do that and then go to the gym. And then I like, I come home, like the boys make fun of me because they'll all like bring their lunch to the gym and uh-huh. eat it there and stuff. But there's something just about like, I love going home, making my own lunch yep. and then, um, just kind of getting some time to myself mm-hmm. to regroup and recover for the next training session. Mm-hmm. So then, um, yeah, then I just train and recovery is super important. I do like a lot of complex and mm-hmm. um, stretching and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do you do any um, like body work or like massage or things like that? I know that's always a hard thing to find yeah. when you move to a new city. No, I too. agree. It was kind of hard <laughs> to find, but Will was, has been going to this oh, place great. called Empower. Okay. And it's just kind of like a lot of professional athletes go there for body work. Yeah. It's like soft tissue work. And so I, I've been going there probably like once a week since okay. I've moved here. Cool. And so it's like, yeah, it's mostly just soft tissue. And then um, I like to get in the sauna. Mm-hmm. And I've been to a place called um, Pure Float Spa, I think. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, floating. Have nice. you done that? I have not done that yet. Okay, I have not done that or cryotherapy yet. Oh, you've never done cryo <laughs> no. too? I haven't done that here, but I've done a lot of floating. Okay. Well, is it, it to me, it sounds very claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it is a little bit. Like, I'm not going to lie, but I just try to like, close my eyes yeah just be like peaceful relax. it's like a crazy feeling that you're floating on top of the water it's that like it's cool like my um muscles will start twitching just because they're like really? that relaxed you know like when you twitch before you like fall asleep wow we'll just start doing that wow very cool okay <laughs> so you're all trained you're ready to go to stage two let's talk about what this was like because i cannot okay. even imagine what a different experience it was this year yeah. so I mean, you go, what happens? Like you get there on Monday. Yeah. So we, I, I, th- I got there on Saturday night. Okay. Um, Sunday I made sure I went to the grocery store to get anything that I would need because mm-hmm. Monday we had a Corona test. Mm-hmm. And after that, we're not allowed to leave the hotel or like, we're not allowed to have different transportation. Mm-hmm. We're all like to have to take the bus to and from places. Mm-hmm. So I made Sunday, like just kind of get everything that I need before I'm stuck in the bubble. Mm-hmm. So they call the bubble like, Everyone that has been tested and is free of Corona. Mm-hmm. So we get tested on Monday and then we're like instructed to stay in our room until our test results come back. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday we had somewhere to go. Oh, I think we were just going to go to the warm up area to like um, train a little bit. Okay. But our results weren't back yet from the first test. Oh. So then we took a rapid test Tuesday morning. 
got those results back probably 30 minutes before the other results from the mundane test. <laughs> Saved a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, just, just sticking lots of things up our nose. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was just super weird to kind of like, like we weren't allowed to go anywhere. We couldn't go to restaurants. Like not that mm-hmm. I would really go to a restaurant while I'm competing, mm-hmm. but hey, I need to go to Whole Foods and grab this. Right, like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. And um, so we all had one plus one. Mm-hmm. So only one person there um, additional to us that could like help us mm-hmm. or be there for us. And I mean, normally I have my mom there. I have my sister there, my dad, like everyone's yeah. just kind of there. Like if you need anything, just text me, I'll go grab yeah. it for you. And normally it is, it like takes this whole team. Like, yeah. You need it your, truly does. I remember having like multiple coaches, my parents, our family, like yeah. my massage person, like everybody. Yeah. That's another one. <laughs> body work. Like I, yeah. we can have body work people there. Yeah. Um, and then like this plus one wasn't like, um, like your significant other most Mm -hmm. of the time would be like your coach right so like I had a coach there for that and so it's just like you don't really realize how much you need the emotional support too until Mm -hmm. you don't have it yeah so that was just like it was very strange yeah um but yeah okay so you get tested everybody's good you're in the bubble Mm -hmm. and then what did the the rest of the week look like leading up to the first event um, so actually when we got to the venue, it was really cool because we all had our own stuff. So like when oh, you're, cool. yeah, when you're normally go to a competition, you're kind of like, okay, I need to wait in line to use this bike or mm-hmm. like keep your eye on that bike. So when yeah. it opens up, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we all had our own stuff. It was really cool. It was like, um, all of our own. We had two bars, like all these weights uh-huh. and obviously they did that for like sanitary reasons. Mm-hmm. And it was just, we all felt super safe and um, everything was super organized and sanitary and mm-hmm. it just made it seem like that Corona was very under control there. Yeah. Um, but then, so the first really thing that we had to do on Thursday was we just showed up for like an event announcement okay. and it was, um, the bike. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got to test out the bikes and, um, that's all we really had to do like before the event started on Friday. Okay. And I remember like getting there on Friday. We had like an early wake up call, had to be at the bus at 5.30 and we don't even know what we're doing. Yeah. So they announced the 2007 workout, but they didn't tell us like any other details about it. Mm-hmm. So when we get there, um, probably about 7 a.m., they told us the workout um, that we needed to be ready by 8. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that workout, I think that was the quickest turnaround I've ever had from like one event to the other. Really? After event one, I had about 20 minutes to get ready for event two. Wow. That was probably like that's really the fast. hardest um, spot to recover the whole weekend. Wow. So it was a, hard, a tough event into a hill sprint. Yeah. So that was, that is, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. And yeah, tell me about the hill sprint because you had done that in 26, was it yeah, 2016. Yeah, I, I have never competed at Aromas, but once when I did a seminar there, afterwards one of the participants was doing it and I was like sure I'll try oh it and it was like it was the worst pain <laughs> yes. I've ever felt so I cannot imagine doing that in the CrossFit Games yeah it's just like I remember getting there and everyone just like I mean I'd seen it before because yeah. I'd been in 2016 but it was like probably nearly double the distance oh that it gosh. was in 2016 it was so long yeah and like just people looking at it were like oh my gosh you don't realize like how <laughs> steep it is until you're there in person yeah like I feel like that's how I was on the like actual trail run the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
I couldn't believe how big these mountains were. Like all the videos and stuff do not do it justice. <laughs> and so yeah. <laughs> I think Tia said it that she's like, these aren't hills. These are mountains. mountains. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that is correct. That is correct. That's wild. Wow. What was it like having only five competitors there? That must have been yeah. a lot different. It definitely was different. And I think that that kind of came into strategy. Like, um, for example, the trail run, I was like within 10 minutes of the trail run, I was in fifth place. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, for me, it's like not a great event. So I'm just like, okay, well, there's only five of us and I'm not going to try to like kill myself in order to get a better fifth place time. It's kind of like, this is one of those events that is like, I mean, it ended up being over an hour long. We didn't know that. <laughs> when <you> started, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was like, okay, this is one of those ones. I'm just going to try to save myself a little bit. It's a yeah. long weekend. Um, so you just kind of had to play those cards. Mm-hmm. And then you also had to like, just go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, on this one, like I just went for like the heaviest deadlift that I could get yeah. to see if I could like outlift you. There's just moments that you really you can't even play it safe. You just got to go for it because... Yeah the point system was so different. So close. Um, but then like having the five was super like intimate. And that mm-hmm. was one of the, my favorite things of the whole weekend was just getting to know the girls better. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just a super tight knit group. We mm-hmm. weren't having to like wait on a million people. Like normally we'd have to get in the corrals probably like at least 15 minutes yeah. before we were getting in, like getting ready for the workout five minutes before. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the nice parts too. Less time kind of waiting around. Yeah. What was it like the environment? Because obviously there wasn't a ton of spectators. I don't even know. Was there music? Was there okay. like, no, no. There was- <laughs> <laughs> like what was that? Like yes. the competition environment? Uh, getting ready for event one, we were all like just on our rowers and they're like, oh, by the way, there's going to be no music this weekend. <laughs> so I mean like by the way. no music, no spectators. It was just, it was weird that it was like completely silent. Yeah. Like I could hear the rep count, the person like three lanes over was mm-hmm. in just because it was so quiet. Um, I mean, once you're in the workout, that doesn't really matter. I feel like yeah. you're so focused on what you have to do that mm-hmm. you don't even hear music or spectators, but mm-hmm. um. It definitely was just like a different atmosphere. Yeah. Did they say why? I didn't catch why there was no music or just because? I think it's just because they wanted no music. <laughs> <laughs> just to throw in another variable for yeah. you. <laughs> but we ended up like um, Saturday afternoon, there was like a group of people like outside the fence, mm-hmm. I guess, that like knew where the, it was, yeah. just like local California people. And so they would be like cheering us on. Oh, and that was cool. cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Do you have any um, like highlights or lowlights from the weekend? Like what, if you look back on it, what was like the best moment for you? And then maybe one that was the hardest. Yeah. Um, So I'll start with the hardest. I know there's two that really just stand out. Um, There was just two workouts that I think that were great for me. Mm -hmm. And when I look back on the weekend, it's like, it was the um, 2007 workout Mm -hmm. and the happy star workout. Mm -hmm. So those two workouts, I felt really strong throughout the whole thing. And then it was like the very end of it, I just like crumbled. Mm. And I still can't exactly figure out like the point reason why that happened. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I've been doing this for six years. I really know myself and I come out really conservative so that I have enough in the Mm -hmm. tank at the end. And I did that on all the workouts. Mm -hmm. Um, So those two, I look back and I'm like, if I wouldn't have crumbled like I did on those two workouts, I think that I would have ended up on mm-hmm. the podium. So mm-hmm. those, those like 
still hurt. Like I yeah. stay, it keeps me up at night thinking yeah. about if I would have just not mm-hmm. fell apart on those mm-hmm. two. But and um, probably hard too, not like not really knowing why. Like if yeah. there was a like you could figure out, okay, this is what it was, and I can fix this or work on this for yeah. next time. But like trying to figure that out is yeah. really hard. It's the most bizarre thing. Like I, it's mm-hmm. been like racking my brain just trying to figure out mm-hmm. exactly what happened. But anyways, um, the two or the best one I think was just like. I had a lot of fun on like the total mm-hmm. and um, the handstand walk was kind of like, I feel like the handstand walk was probably one of my favorite moments of the weekend just because, um, I mean, there's a lot of girls that like are really good at the handstand mm-hmm. walk. I didn't know how it was going to go, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like my mindset of, I haven't had a great start at this. Like, let's turn it around and get the momentum going. Mm-hmm. And so after winning the handstand walk, I just like felt like I could turn the page and yeah. like start moving on and like just do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And so cool that right four out of the five women had gymnastics backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. No, I was like, okay, if, if you could pick the fuel that I'm like most nervous about winning a handstand walk, they were there. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was super cool to see you crushed it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay. So then after the weekend is said and done, you, it, what was it like that like Sunday night? And I think you stayed a little bit, you would get yeah. some, vineyard hopping yeah. or fun um, things in California before you came home <laughs> yeah so afterwards um Eric Rosa hosted a dinner so oh, that cool. was really nice all of us athletes got to go just mm-hmm. like kind of hang out and get mm-hmm. fed so and what it what is your general I mean we didn't even talk about that in terms of things that happened this yeah. year but like what is your general um thought on like where things stand and your your experience with Eric so far yeah every time I've talked to Eric it's just like I'm like, this is exactly what the sports need. Mm-hmm. So like he definitely knows how to improve the sport. And I think he like has like a true passion for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's the best thing that could have happened to CrossFit mm-hmm. is getting him as a CEO. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see like the direction that CrossFit goes from mm-hmm. having him. But, yeah. Um, yeah. He's great. So we went to the dinner there and then, um, Monday, we just had, like, a pretty chill, like, brunch with a lot of the girls, at, mm-hmm. like, Tia and Kat, and I went to breakfast, and then um, we had interviews on Monday, but after that, we went to, like, this, um, it was, like, a vineyard mm-hmm. in California. It was, like, an hour from where we stayed um, in Soledad, but it was really fun. I think Matt and Tia stayed there, like, the week before, and okay. so we, I was with them. Mm-hmm. We just, they knew the host family, and mm-hmm. we just kind of, like, hung out, had fun. Um, it was just really nice to just take a step back and just like soak up some sun and yeah. relax, not move. Yeah. It was funny. Like on Monday, I mean, Tuesday, we had all these plans to like, let's go to the city and do some stuff. And mm-hmm. then it was like one o'clock and we're like, let's just not move and stay <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like never is there ever a time in the year unlike that. Like yeah. the first couple of days after the games were really you have no guilt for like just yeah. laying around or doing nothing <laughs> and just like purely being able to enjoy yourself. Yeah. It's kind of like you, you're super excited to do all these things that you like didn't get to do. Mm-hmm. And then the time comes and you're like, okay, I'd rather just lay here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And cool to be able to spend some of that time with some of the other girls too. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times after the games, everybody like gets on their flights and goes home or wherever they're going. Yeah. And cool to be able to kind of like, process everything together yeah it's nice to be able to like catch up out like after the competition mm-hmm. because before it's just too much everyone's stress. a little bit stressed out mm-hmm. and so yeah it was nice that's great and now that you are back in nashville what does this time of year look like for you yeah so 
I haven't really worked out much at all. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Sometimes I'm just like wanting to move. So yeah. I'll like hop on the bike for a little mm-hmm. bit, but I don't want to do anything that's going to like mentally challenge mm-hmm. me for like a few weeks, if not a month. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we have a little bit longer of an off season considering, I mean, not longer of an off season yeah. if, you, if you put it in perspective, <laughs> but I have until February. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just a lot of relaxing, getting my body like healed and ready for another mm-hmm. tough season. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to like spend more time on the weekends exploring mm-hmm. and like going to fun restaurants, things mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Have you found any favorite ones so far here? Um, yeah. So for sushi, I love Virago. Okay. Have heard I haven't it? been yet. I really, I love sushi. My husband yes. doesn't like it. So normally <laughs> like... I have to find other times to go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> but, fancy. Okay. Um, and then for Mexican, I love San Anejo. Oh, you know, okay. I haven't they're been literally there like right beside each other, but oh, nice. so good. Okay, yeah. I'll have to check those out. That's great. Um, okay. And then, you know, looking back at this season and going into the next season, I know this is always, at least for me, it was always like a very, it's great to be able to kind of like relax and have time off, but it's also like a really tough emotional roller coaster yeah, because it it's just any time that you you push so hard for something and then afterwards it's over it's just like really a lot to process yeah um and i can only imagine after this year with everything that you guys had leading up to it's it's even harder so like what are some of the things that um are just like going through your mind right now yeah. or some of the things that help you kind of process this and then move in towards another season yeah i think it's really important to kind of like debrief the weekend like maybe if you just want to write it down on a journal Mm -hmm. just to kind of like, like get those emotions out because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's It's a a lot. lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so another thing is just kind of like writing down things that you want to work on and like setting goals for the next season. Mm -hmm. I think those are really important because especially like during off season, as great as it sounds, like we're just kind of wired to work hard, like all the time. And then when you get this downtime, it's kind of like, I mean, there's a, there'll be days where I'm just like, I mean, it has only been a week, mm-hmm. but I'm already sitting here like feeling useless. Like mm-hmm. I need to do something. I need to be productive. Um, so spending that time kind of just like, if you want to make it seem like you're working, like mm-hmm. write down your goals, kind of think about things that you want to get better at next year. Mm-hmm. And like, um, and when you're feeling like you need to go like work out hard or something, do something like recover hard, like mm-hmm. go to the sauna or just take some time to yourself, get some body work done, things mm-hmm. like that. What are some of the things if you've started any of that process that that you have as goals for next season or things that you really want to focus on? Yeah, I haven't really like sat down to write those down quite yet, mm-hmm. but I have like I've wanted to get strong again so mm-hmm. bad. I definitely have improved my strength um, mm-hmm. within the last couple of years. But I just like look back at 2016 and I think I did so well because I was so strong. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be like one of my big focuses and like making sure that like my running doesn't suffer, mm-hmm. things like that. It's always such a hard balance to get those. It is. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like what I want my next season to look at is just like being like one of the strong girls again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people still think of you. Yeah. <laughs> still it's different like you said it's such a fine balance yeah um and to know even like how it's all going to play out depending on the events or what the different tests yeah. are that's great um okay and what are some of the other things other than like finding fun restaurants any other things that you really like to do when you're not training or that you're going to do more of in the next couple of weeks 
Yeah. So I'm actually like really bad at getting hobby, like finding a hobby. I'm like, the worst. <laughs> I know. People are always like, what do you do outside of training? I'm like, well, I don't normally have time yeah. outside of training. Yeah. Um, but like, just like little things, like I love going to coffee shops. Like mm-hmm. I want to go to a bunch of the coffee shops around here mm-hmm. and, um, just hanging out with my sister more, having more time with my family. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to like travel a little bit more. But that's not of really, course, much. That's hard to do right now. Not really yeah. much of an option. I've thought about like just driving a couple places, mm-hmm. but it's also like if I want to go with someone, they're all working or like everyone <laughs> else has real jobs. Right. So it's um, it's that's actually so kind of hard to like keep yourself entertained during the off season for sure. Yeah, that's so true. It really is. I remember that like, yeah, because when you're when you're off, everybody else is probably working or doing yeah. something else. That is tough. That is tough. Um, I know I I struggle with the same thing when people ask me about hobbies because I'm like, I don't really have <laughs> I, I mean, there's things I like to do, but. Yeah, maybe I'll like cook more or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, cool. Well, anything else that you are most excited about or if, as you sort of look forward at the rest of your CrossFit Games career, whatever is ahead that you hope to accomplish or sort of like the impact that you hope to leave on the sport and the community? Yeah. Um, well, like one thing that I'm just like super excited about is like, I've always gone to the games with the intentions of doing my best Mm -hmm. and wanting to place well, but after this year, like being that close to getting on the podium, it's kind of like, I I know that I can do it now. Mm -hmm. Like I want to do that. Yeah. And so I've never felt like that going into a season Mm -hmm. that I was like that close and like, let's, get on it this year yeah um so I mean that's one of the things that I really want to do but um better like bigger than that like my impact on the sport I just like I want to inspire like young girls Mm -hmm. and I like I love seeing Haley Adams just killing it I'm like you go girl like yeah (laughs) you are so young and it doesn't even matter right I love seeing that I want to inspire like young girls and just like every like person in general, mm-hmm. just to like get out there and be the best self that they can be. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Well, you're definitely doing it. <laughs> um, so I probably asked this last time you were on the podcast, but it's been a few years. So we'll ask my three questions again. Okay. The first one is what are the three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health? Um, so I think like one of them is just like taking time in the morning to mm-hmm. do my daily stoic and mm-hmm. devotional just kind of like sets the tone for the day mm-hmm. and it just like mentally helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, like one small one is like just drinking a ton of water. Yes, I'm really, great. really good at drinking water. And so just always having that on hand at every single time of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, the third one for your health, um, just like prioritizing food choices, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um I'm like big on that. I always like am wanting to make sure that I'm not eating out and like eating the best options that are available. Mm-hmm. So I think that's super important. Do you have kind of go-to food things or like a routine of stuff that you normally eat? Yeah, every day? pretty much. What are your um, favorites? Um, I So my favorite food is oatmeal. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, other than that, I've been like doing a lot of like, um, have you had like bonza pasta? Yes. Okay. I've yeah, like doing, the chickpea. Yes. Pasta, I've been yeah. doing that a lot and like mm-hmm. just trying like um, squash season right now. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So good. Taking advantage of that. So yeah. good. That's great. And do you follow any, like, do you track your macros or do you? um follow any specific nutrition plan when you're yeah so I um track my macros Mm -hmm. um and then like right now I'm not being super strict about it 
just kind of like making sure that I'm not eating like as much as I normally do and I'm training yeah. full on. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's typically what I do. What do you, what have you found to be the most important thing when it comes to nutrition for your training and your performance? Um, for me, like performance wise, it's definitely just making sure that I'm getting enough carbs, mm-hmm. um, like getting carbs right after I work out, making sure that I have enough before I work out, mm-hmm. just like the huge part of recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then you notice a difference if you're not yeah, getting enough. For, for sure. sure. Okay. One thing that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you either have a hard time implementing it or something you haven't started doing yet. Um, I mean, this is like kind of basic with like macros, mm-hmm. but I think like I really need to up my fat, but I'm just kind of like uh, scared. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know like upping your fat in the off season, super important to make sure that your body is like, um, recovering well, mm-hmm. but it just kind of like kind of scares me. I feel like it's one of those things. Like a lot of people have a hard time with like yeah. nutrition, things like that. I just mm-hmm. like, I don't want to like put on a lot of extra weight while I'm like not working out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. So see everyone listening, even (laughs) CrossFit Games athletes, top in the world, still think (laughs) about these things. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. All right. Last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? Um, Healthy life is definitely like having fun, making sure like you're mentally always having fun. Mm -hmm. And then like, um, I would say like eating 80% clean, 20% not just so that you can like enjoy the like, Mm -hmm. enjoy all the kinds of food. Yeah. and then also, of course, like getting a daily workout in, no matter what it is. I try to p- tell people all the time, it doesn't matter if you're doing CrossFit. It doesn't matter if you're like doing like running every day or doing Peloton, like mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, just find something that you absolutely love and enjoy and you want to keep doing. So that's what's important is moving. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be five hours a day, right? Yeah, like, no, it, it doesn't. A 20, I mean, lately, sometimes I'm doing like a 20 or 30 minute thing and that's it i'm like yeah. in and out and you can still get a great workout and like feel good about it yeah and i love your little like five minutes in the morning yeah. like things like that just to start your day off right yeah it's just all movement is good mm-hmm. anyway you can get it exactly in. that's great um speaking of 80 20 on the nutrition what is your favorite part of the 20 percent favorite like cheat meal or things that maybe <laughs> you've been eating in the past week after the game um, recently it's been donuts and crumble cookies nice have you had crumble? i haven't had crumble cookies. okay you're no. gonna have to go are they here in nashville yes oh interesting it's kind of a chain so they're like okay. all over but yeah finding out we have one in Nash- nashville is dangerous <laughs> have you been to the don't five daughters the donut yes here? i have so good so good yes yep. that's awesome yes. cool well, thank you again. <laughs> of course. This has been Thanks so fun. Me. Yes. I'm excited that we're both here in Nashville. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to come work. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <with> you, <but laughs> Especially right now because I'm not <laughs> really be doing fun. much at all. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you, bro. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. As always, I like to recap my three biggest takeaways after the conversation. My first takeaway here was about finding balance. Brooke was always known as one of the stronger athletes, but she's put in a ton of effort to balance her skill set as an athlete over the past several years. And I think this is an important lesson for all of us. It can be really tempting to keep pouring energy into the things we're already good at, but we'll be so much more well-rounded and better off overall if instead we work on our weaknesses. My second takeaway was about going with the flow. So despite all the ups, downs, curveballs, and uncertainty of this season, Brooke never wavered, and she even fell more in love with her training in these uncertain times. 
Even though she moved to a new city just a few weeks before the games, she managed to make the best of the situation by finding a great new gym and training group. It really pays to go with the flow, and when you are used to expecting the unexpected, as Brooke is from competing in the CrossFit Games for six years, it's much easier to adapt as well. And my final takeaway was about not being afraid to set big goals and to say them out loud. I loved how in our conversation, Brooke said that after this season, she wants to place on the podium and she knows she can. So many times in my own CrossFit Games career, failing to state goals like this out loud was what made all the difference. And I was glad to hear her setting some big goals already for 2021. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you had some great takeaways as well. 